Hey, everybody. Welcome to the very first uh, What's Up with Pastor Chuck of 2021. So no matter when you're watching this, this is the first podcast I'm doing in 2021. And so when we got ready to do these, what we wanted to do is say, we want these podcasts to be about what's up. That's why we call it What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And I want to talk about what's up right now. Probably without a doubt, one of the things most dominant in the news is the fact that some vaccines are available for the COVID. COVID-19 virus. And so we know that Pfizer has a vaccine that's out and being distributed not only across this country, but in many places around the world. Uh, Moderna has one that's come out. Uh, We also know AstraZeneca has released one in uh, Great Britain that will eventually be released in the United States. Uh, Many of you probably know Johnson & Johnson is going before the FDA pretty soon with a vaccine that um, actually is a little different than the others because it's a one-dose vaccine. And from what I understand, it doesn't need the cold, cold, cold temperatures uh, that at least Moderna and Pfizer does. So there's a lot of questions out there about the vaccine. Is it safe? Should you take it? Uh, And uh, one of the things I was interested to see is in this area of the country, uh, in Riverside County, only about 50% of health care workers have said they want to take it. Uh, Doesn't mean the other 50% won't, but right now they're kind of on the fence about it. So what does that tell you? That tells you there's different views, different perspectives when it comes to whether you should take the vaccine or not. Now, you might be saying, okay, Pastor Chuck, are you going to talk about whether you should take the vaccine or not? And the answer is no, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I have my own personal view about it. Pam and I actually are in agreement on it. But that is not what I want to talk to you about. I actually got uh, this question emailed to me. I got it uh, in other different forms sent to me. And it is one I would love to answer. And the question was this. Is the vaccine the mark of the beast? Is the vaccine the mark of the beast? Now, uh, that one I can answer. And I can tell you as a, as a pastor, as a, someone who loves God, loves Jesus, the answer to the question, is it the mark of the beast? And uh, so what I thought I'd do is start by showing you what the mark of the beast is. Uh, there are three places in the Bible that the mark is described. And each one of those tells you things you need to know. Uh, because in the last days, the Bible teaches in the last days, the beast, who's the Antichrist, is going to rise up out of the European arena somewhere in Europe. He will be have a worldwide influence. He will have a political influence and an economic influence. So the beast is the Antichrist who is a man who will rise up. He will be a worldwide political leader and an economic leader, and he will influence the politics and the economy of the world. Now, the Bible teaches that, and we know that about him. There's a lot of other things we know about him, but I want to keep it to that for right now. The Bible also teaches there will be a religious leader who is going to rise up and endorse him. Uh, they will have some kind of a partnership. And this religious leader will have a worldwide influence. He will look like a Christian, but he'll speak like the devil. 
In other words, he will act like he's a Christian, but if you listen to what he says, he will say some of the most anti-Christian things imaginable. Uh, One of those would be, uh, uh, for instance, or very possibly be that you can go to heaven apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by him. So if this Christian leader rises up and says, well, all religions will get you to heaven, all roads lead to heaven, that would be something that is anti-Christian and is actually right from the pit of hell from the devil. And yet this person will look like a Christian and say things at least like that, if not that very thing. Uh, And there's some reasons to believe that is one of the very things he'll say. So if you're following me, in the last days, and I believe we're living in the last days, we are looking for a political economic leader coming out of Europe who will influence the world and through his economic strategy, will institute what's called the mark of the beast. Uh, So in three places in the Bible, you can study about that. In Revelation 13, in Revelation 14, and Revelation 19. So what we want to do is look at what the Bible says is true, is true of the mark of the beast. Now, before I read it, and I'm I'm not hedging, this is important for you to know. In the Bible... Every prophecy that is given has come true 100% the way it was given. It's always completely accurate. It's never a little off. So let me give you some examples of that. We are to take those prophecies literally. So before I get to the mark of the beast, let me give you one. The Bible prophesied that Jesus the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Do you know what city he was born in? Bethlehem. The Bible predicted that he would one day rise to be a man and enter into the city of Jerusalem riding on the foal of a donkey, and that that would be a day of great triumph. By the way, we do have the Palm Sunday, uh, the day of the triumphal entry, where the fulfillment of Zechariah happened, where Jesus rode in on the foal of a donkey, by the way, interestingly, one that had never been ridden by anyone else, and yet when Jesus got on it, it was completely tame, and he rode into the city as people proclaimed him the Messiah, exactly as the prophecy said. The Bible went on to say that later he would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Uh, He was betrayed for exactly 30 pieces of silver. By the way, I've always been intrigued by that because the Pharisees who paid to betray him knew that prophecy. Why didn't they give 35? Why didn't they give 25? Why didn't they do, you know, a different amount than that? Well, the reason is, is whenever something's prophesied in the Bible, it always comes true exactly, literally as it says. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is what we're about to look at on the mark of the beast has to literally be fulfilled. It has to be done exactly as the Bible says. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to Revelation chapter 13. Uh, The beginning of that passage opens up with the description of the the beast or the Antichrist. Then it comes to verse 15, and it says, It was given to him. The word him is the false prophet, the person who pretends to be a Christian but is not. It was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast, so the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And then it says this, and he, the false prophet, causes all, keen on that word all, all, the small and the great, 
the rich and the poor, the freemen and the slaves, to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one is able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. The number is that of a man, and his number is 666. 666. So this is the first passage that talks about the mark of the beast. And what do we know? We know, number one, it's going to be worldwide. So it'll be given to all, the small, the rich and the poor, the free and the slave, to everybody. The mark will be put out there. And the goal will be by those who do it, the Antichrist and the false prophet, to try to get everybody to take it. So it's for all and it's worldwide. Number two thing we know is that it will be given on the right hand or the forehead. Now, this is super important. It will not be the left hand. It will not be uh, put on the back of your neck. It's going to either be the right hand or the forehead. And you cannot buy or sell, which is the next thing it says. You can't buy or sell unless you have this mark on your right hand or on your forehead so that you can access the ability to buy or sell. By the way, it is not, say, that it will be injected into your veins. It doesn't say you'll be giving a vaccine and then through that, there'll be a computer database that knows you were given that vaccine so you can buy or sell. It says it will have to do with the right hand and the forehead. By the way, it is that clear. It will not be left hand. It will not be anything else. And so we know this about the, the, the mark of the beast. It will have something to do with your right hand and something to do with your forehead. Uh, could it be an injected chip that's scanned? Yeah. That definitely could be the case. We're not sure of that. We just know that somehow on your right hand, something will be done so you can't buy or sell without using this or something on your forehead. And so it could be an injected chip here or here, uh, but we know that that is one of the possibilities of what the mark could be. Could it be a biometric scan? Yes. It could be that they'll use the fingerprint of your right hand and the retinal scan on your eye. Now you might say, wait, 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 Pastor Chuck, I, I thought you said forehead. This is where I want you to please lean in. And I hope I haven't lost you. The word forehead is a Greek word, and the Bible, the New Testament anyway, is written in Koine Greek. So we go back to the original language. The word forehead is a Greek word, meta opon. Meta opon. And the word meta means in the midst of. Opond means I. So literally what it's saying is that the mark will be given on the right hand and in the midst of the eye. Now, to the, to the people of that time that this was written, the people in John's day, the forehead was considered from here up. So anywhere in this region would actually qualify for the forehead. Could it be right here where there's a chip? Yes, but the eye qualifies too. And literally, if we go super literal with that word, the word says that one day a day would come. And by the way, think about this was written thousands of years ago uh, before checking accounts, before credit cards, before any kind of electronic ability to move cash was uh, available. 
thousands of years ago that a day would come that you could not buy or sell without accessing the uh, financial ability you have with something on your right hand, which could be a fingerprint scan or a hand scan, and without using something in the midst of your eye. And are we at a place in time where we have the ability that you would not be able to buy or sell we have the technology, the ability that you could not buy or sell without scanning something on your right hand or scanning the retina of your eye. And the answer is definitely yes on that. And we know that the ret- your retinal area of your eye, and we know your fingerprint, is unique to you. And so that would be a very safe and secure way for your finances to be protected and to make it so that you would be the only one who could buy or sell with it. And so what does the Bible tell us? The Bible says that the mark of the beast will be something that'll be worldwide. It'll have to do with your right hand in the midst of your eye or your forehead. And let me go with this again. You can't buy or sell without it. It doesn't say it would be an injection in your body. It doesn't say it would be a vaccine given. None of that would qualify for what the Bible says the mark of the beast is. So some of you out there may not like the vaccine, but you got to know this. The Bible is clear on what the mark is, and the vaccine is not the mark. And uh, there's something else you need to know about the mark, too, that I want to go to right now that's vital for you to know, and it's found in Revelation 14. Remember Revelation 13, Revelation 14, and Revelation 19. So now let's go to Revelation 14, and it says this, uh, verse 9, Then another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he will also drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger. And he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of his holy angels and the presence of the lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. And they have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast in his image and whoever, whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. Uh, There's a lot of debate amongst Christians on when the rapture will occur. I would believe that no matter whether we agree on when it will occur, this verse tells me that the mark will be given before the rapture happens, that the mark will at least start being offered. It will start being promoted. And it says, here is the perseverance of the saints. Don't take it. Don't take it. And anyone who does take it, they can never be saved. I know that's hard to hear, but the Bible's clear. And remember, whatever the Bible says is completely true. It says whoever takes the mark, whoever takes the mark, they will be actually subject to eternal torment. They will be subjected to eternal punishment, one that never, never, ever ends. And God has given us enough to know about the mark to be able to not take it. And so if it has to do with your right hand or your forehead in the midst of your eye, and you can't buy or sell without it, you can't access your finances without it, then I want to say as a believer, don't take it. Don't take it. Um, and, and so this is one thing. This is why it's so important to me 
that we don't start mixing up other things and say, well, that's the mark, that's the mark, that's the mark. Again, you may not agree on the vaccine. The vaccine's not the mark. And so, you know what, is, is whenever you start doing that, I think what happens is you risk confusing Christians on a day they could be deceived into taking it. Because that's the next thing you need to know. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 20, we're told something else about the mark. And in Revelation 19, 20, it says, And the beast, which is the Antichrist, was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who had worshipped his image, these were thrown into life, these were thrown alive into the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone. Listen to that part again. And by which he deceived those who received the mark. That's the next thing I need you to know. And this is so vital for you to know. The mark will come with deception. They're not going to say, take the mark and go to hell. There's not going to be a big sign that says, take the mark and declare your allegiance to the Antichrist, the messenger of Satan. It's not going to happen that way. Satan has never worked that way. When Satan was in the Garden of Eden with Eve, notice what he didn't do. He didn't say to Eve, has, has the Lord God said you can eat of any tree of the garden? And she said, well, we can uh, not eat of any tree of the garden. And she said, no, we can eat of any tree of the garden except this tree of knowledge of good and evil. Because God said in the day we eat of it, it will die. And Satan didn't say, oh, no, 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 eat and die. Eat and fall away. Eat and be kicked out. No, he lied to her. He deceived her. He said, you will surely not die which, by the way, wasn't true. Uh, the minute that they ate of that fruit, they began to die. They began to, to have their life taken away from them. And what I want you to know is Satan has never, ever put it out there in broad daylight what he's trying to get people to do that would cause their eternal destruction. So what you need to know is that the mark of the beast will come with deception. They're going to say things to you like, don't you want to protect your bank accounts? Uh, by the way, this is one I, I'm almost ready to laugh because I think this could almost sell any of us. Do you, don't you want to do away with all those passwords you have to remember and never have to remember a password again? You just scan and it's yours. And now you never have to have that. You never have to change it again. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going, oh, that's almost worth going to hell for. Okay, I know you're not, but I think that's funny. They'll say, you know what? This will be a way to stop drugs from being sold. This will be a way to stop stealing from happening. Why? Because you can attach your, your scan to things you own, and if someone steals it, they wouldn't be able to turn it on. They'll say all the good things. Um, but the bottom line is God says don't take it. Now, remember, it will come with deception, but Christians will not be deceived because they've studied the passages I just showed you. By studying Revelation 13, by studying Revelation 14, by studying Revelation 19, God has told us enough so we will not be deceived. Those who are in God's word and have God's word in them will not be deceived. But you've got to be people who study the word of God. You've got to be people who go by the word of God and not by, please listen, not by all the conspiracy theories that are out there. Um, right now, I hope you're in the word more than you're on the internet. And I hope you know so much of what on the internet are actually lies. Jesus never promotes lies. 
Jesus is never attached to a lie. Satan is the father of lies. So make sure that what you're studying is true. And when it comes to the mark of the beast more than ever, make sure you know what's true. When it comes to who Jesus is, make sure you know what what we're studying is true. When it comes to the last days, and we're in the last days, and by the way, I do believe with all my heart that the coronavirus and this pandemic is one of the signs of the last days. There is a great pandemic coming that'll be more deadly, but this is one of the signs. Are you aware and are you studying? By the way, there's one last thing I want to tell you about the mark, and this is also super important, and we're going to go back to Revelation chapter 13 to see it. It says this, and he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark either or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So the mark, by the way, is something different than the name of the beast and something different than the number of the beast. So in other words, it just listed three separate things. It says you're not to take the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And his number is 666. By the way, the mark is not 666. The mark of the beast, his number is 666. And so we are able to calculate and find out who he is. So in verse 18, it says, here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For the number is that of a man. So he's going to be a man. And his number is 666 or 666. So the Antichrist name will be put on some people. His number, 666, will be put on some people. But he will also institute a mark that will be unique to each person that they can't buy or sell without. And so there is the myth out there that everybody will be given 666. That's not true. The Bible is clear on what happens. It's either the your personal number or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So that's what I can tell you with beyond a shadow of a doubt. No opinion. The mark and the vaccine are different. The vaccine is not the mark. Uh, the mark will have these characteristics with it. The vaccine doesn't even come close. But now the question some of you are asking is, what about the vaccine? Is it good or is it bad? Well, I hope you do the research. I hope you look and listen to reputable people. Uh, by the way, I'm about to say something that will get some of you mad, but get ready. Uh, the, the Moderna vaccine actually come at, came out and was overseen by the National Institute of Health, a very reputable group, which is headed by Dr. Francis Collins, who's a very strong Christian. Dr. Collins is brilliant. He's one of the most brilliant men in science. He is also a man who has been outspoken about his faith in Jesus Christ and showed his commitment at times where that was not popular. He's written books backing up the faith in Christ. And he is one who has worked hard to come up with the vaccine because he wants to save people's lives, because he wants to help people. Now, does that mean you should take the vaccine? I don't, that's up to you. But I would say for those of you who are against the vaccine, just know there are some very strong on-fire Christians who were called into the medical field and are a part of the scientific community because they love people. And they care about people and they want to protect people. So you may not agree with them. That's okay. But know that they're there 
and know that's their motives and know that for years I've quoted Dr. Collins and respect him along with other very on-fire Christian doctors and nurses. And uh, in our own local community, our hospitals now are being manned by doctors and nurses that are heroes. And uh, I want to say this, that whether you agree or not about the vaccine, I hope as a believer in Christ, you would pray for them, you would support them, you would cheer them on, you would find ways to, to let them know they matter and the sacrifice they're making is good. I hope that's what you would do. I hope that's what you would do. And I also want to say one last thing. Please walk by faith and not by fear. Please be grounded in the word and not in the internet. <laughs> Which, by the way, typically, here's what I hear. When someone says, well, I saw on the internet, in my mind, the first thought is you read a lie. <laughs> now, there's some good things on the internet, but and this is on the internet. <laughs> but be careful, be careful. But know this, God loves you. God cares about you, and God is not surprised about the days we live in. And uh, living in the last days may be difficult, but it's the most exciting time we can ever live in. And so that's my what's up with Pastor Chuck today. Uh, next week, I want to talk about what we're going to be getting into in the new year. I want to remind you we're doing a brand new series called Tell Me Something Good, where I only talk about good news in that series. And then on Wednesday nights, uh, I'm going to be honest, the most exciting thing I get to teach on right now is on what we call the Asa, what the Bible calls, we call it too, but the Bible calls the Asa Shema, which is how you live 24-7 with Jesus Christ. And I could not be more excited about that. So uh, tune into Wednesday nights and we'll be digging into that. But may God bless you. May God keep you. And may you be a person who's in love with Jesus and passionate to live by his word. God bless you.